I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Wow, we're back after a really rough last week, but we get to continue to hear about Anna with Chris today. So you had mentioned a few times that you were in denial a lot. You felt this denial almost not absorbing what's happening. Could you identify any grief through the cancer journey, you know, looking back at it? I think probably manifested in anger, but God, anger at the doctors for not being able to fix her anger at everything. Just, Amen. Just, just sheer anger. You know, why, why should she have to go through that? I would be more than willing to go through it if she didn't have Hello. it. Hello. Absolutely. We were right there. Yes. <laughs> and she was just so innocent and so happy yes. and so sweet and so nice. And I'm not. So have me go through it. You yes. Know, have her, Did, live her happy, nice, innocent life. You know? Chris said, I'm not. When she said she's so happy and nice, and she says, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't catch that's, that. <laughs> that's us, too, though. I mean, I, I we totally understand that. Totally. I, I relate to that completely. Just, I mean, I had my chance at life, so why pick on my granddaughter? You know, even at that point when she was diagnosed, my mom was still alive. I volunteered my mother. <laughs> Pick on my mom. She's lived longer than I have. Why pick on my baby? And she wasn't so nice. So there you go. There you go. Yes, we understand that. We ourselves have felt the same. That's very, feels like a very common thing to want to take it on instead of having an innocent child have to go through such suffering. Just doesn't make any sense. And what I see with your children, Chris, is like what I saw in my children and my grandchildren, they can change the world. They can make the world a better place. So why take this child that has a chance to make a difference? It's just made things worse for me because I could see your children making a difference. Anna now. Even now. Is going to be making a difference with with everything that you're doing, of course. But which I can't wait to get into, but we'll get into it in a bit. So it sounds like we have very similar feelings of like we're we're manifesting a lot of our grief with anger. So what was it like immediately thereafter and having to plan services, having to sort of move forward without her? What was that process like for you and the family? That's a tough one. I think that it was pretty much just in on autopilot. You know, I have to do this. I mean, as the mother, I feel like everything falls in your lap and people will, the rest of the family will model what you're doing, right? So if you're lying around crying, they're going to think that that's what they should do and they're going to lie around cry. And if you're throwing rocks at the wall, they're going to, I mean, I feel like I had to be the example for everybody else to follow. So I think I just said, okay, this sucks. You have these two other kids, you got to put your big girl pants on and you got to go out there and you guys got to, you got to make it through. So I feel like that's what I did. I only took a week off from work. You know, we did the services, went back to work. I, you know, had the kids go back to school. I had my husband go back to work and, you know, I feel like I just tried to push through like everything was completely fine. Everything was normal. It was a new normal, but this is how it was going to have to be because what were my options? I had no options. I had everything was out of my control. So we just had to do it. 
Wow. I don't know if that was the right thing. If that was the wrong thing, it was just the only thing I could do. Yeah, it was exactly what you needed to do. It's a never ending heartache. It's a never ending pain that you're just trying to get through the day. How were you able to tend to the siblings right after? What was that like? You know, I, I don't remember. I really feel like I either blocked that out or I don't know. I, I think I just, you know, sent Will to school and I sent Emily to school and I, I don't know. I think we just tried to carry on as if nothing had happened. Yeah. You do lose time, though. You lose time, but you also appreciate the distraction to not have to think about yeah. it. I think immediately thereafter, we appreciated the distraction to do the normal everyday things again, to keep our mind off of the deep, dark places of what just happened, the trauma of what just happened. So going back to work, going back to school was definitely a way for us to take our minds off of it. It's true. I think, you know, even today, if I am alone with my thoughts for too long, it can definitely go down a dark, dark yes. path that I don't yes. need to go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeping busy is definitely a motivation to keep on track. I did have to seek, you know, my son wasn't doing anything different than any other teenage boy was doing, but it was different for him. So, you know, he was partying a little bit and staying out later than he was supposed to. And, you know, he just seemed... He was taking on my anger. So, you know, mm. as I said, modeling, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that, you know, he saw that's how I was dealing with it. And, and I don't think he was really angry with anybody outside of our house, looking back on it. But at the time, I was worried that maybe he was demonstrating that outside. So I got some counseling for him. And uh, I spent a lot of time talking to his counselor. And I probably benefited more from his counseling than he did. But just, you know... Basically, his counselors, you know, if I took anything away from that, it was that everybody in the same situation has a different viewpoint. Yes. Yes. And it's hard for me to realize that, remember that sometimes. So what I was experiencing wasn't what Will was experiencing, wasn't what Dan or Emily were experiencing. We all had our different, even though we're all in it together, we all took away something extremely different. Right. you know, it's so important to realize that everybody has to go through their own struggle and their own journey and their own path to come out on the other side. And I think that just, it's so important. I mean, you hear that all the time, you know, you're in school and you hear, oh, you know, the whole telephone game, you know, everybody's saying something and at the end it's different. Well, that's the same with loss, right? Everybody, it's different at the end for everybody. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to remember that sometimes, I think. Uh, that was something very important that I needed to hear to help me in my dealings with the rest of my family. So Will went to counseling willingly? Because I feel like when we offered counseling, it was like, no. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> no, not at all. I was very fortunate that he had some great coaches, his, his uh, football coaches and his wrestling coach and his school uh, a guidance counselor rallied behind me and said, you know, this is something that you have to do. And if you want to play for us and you want to be a starter and you want to do this and you want to do that, then you have to do what your mother's asking you to do. Wow. And he went very unhappily. Hmm. And he went on his own terms. Like he had, I found a counselor who was uh, close proximity to his school so he could get there on his own and get back on his own to give them some, I certainly want to be a drug <laughs> 
and dropping him off because he was already so mad at me. I yeah. didn't want to have any part of that. A couple times when he had to reschedule, I had to do that, and that was not fun. Yeah. Um, so I liked the fact that he was able to go on his own, and I gave him some time to process after leaving without having to, you know, look at me or answer to me or whatever. So, yeah, he did not go lonely. And he only went for a couple months, but it was enough probably just to give him some tools that he needed. Yeah. The anger towards you, though, did it have anything to do with? I mean, I'm sure it compounded it, but is it just the normal, typical teenager versus a loss of a sister? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, it's probably the compounded stuff, but I don't know. I didn't have any have any teenagers that right. got it, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I think that you know, teenagers in general aren't fans of their parents, you know, and I feel like I probably, I don't, he would call me strict. I would call me concerned. And I think he had probably more rules and guidelines than some of his peers. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like that. Yeah. And so, you know, add that on top of his sister. Right. Blood anger, yeah. Anger towards me. Yeah, but I was looking good. at you because you were the strict one. I was strict. <laughs> I, I wouldn't was say she was strict. concerned. <laughs> she was. She well, my was. My kids wouldn't either. They say strict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was Will the only one that did counseling? Did you guys consider counseling before she passed away through the cancer journey, or anything after for anybody else? No, we didn't. They had the hospital. I have to say, Boston Children's is phenomenal. And the resources they have available, both through them and Dana-Farber, are amazing. And we were assigned from the day we checked in a social worker mm. and mm-hmm. some sort of counselor. I don't know. She was a psychiatrist or a, I don't know what she was. It was more than a social worker. There were two different people, but I'm not sure what her actual title was. Mm-hmm. She was but she would check in. Uh, once a week to see how we were doing if we wanted to talk and they also had this just for sibs program so they they offered outings for siblings mm. that kids that were going through this you know they went to the celtics game or something like that red mm. sox game they tried to host stuff like that of course my kids wanted nothing to do with it mm. um, but they did try again they followed my lead and i was very stoic and saying we can handle it we got this you know hindsight i probably should have been a little bit more proactive in that regard, but mm. I wasn't. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. but your experience now and talking about that hindsight could help somebody that's probably in the middle of it to, you know, recognize that there are options available to take advantage the best way you can. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So where are you finding support now? Well, I mean, it's been six and a half years, which is so hard to imagine. It feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, the other kids are older. They're out of high school now. Wow. Uh, Will's graduation was incredibly painful yes. to have him graduate co- high school without her. Yeah. And then he just graduated college without her. Oh. Um, those were, yeah, those were tough. But again, we have, you know, my husband's family is, is amazing. And my friend group is amazing. The kids have found some nice friends who were with them through this whole thing, and they've been very supportive. And, you know, we have a great community that's very supportive. So That's good. It definitely takes a village, you know? Absolutely. So have you listened to most of our episodes, some of our episodes? 
I have. Has anything resonated with you? We've talked about golden nuggets. We've talked about mediums, which is a hot topic. We talk about stupid shit people say. That too. <laughs> have you experienced any of any of that? And has any of that resonated with you? Any and all. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, mediums, it's a hot topic. I will go to any medium, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> I love it. I know I'm like I'm gonna like Chris she likes me tell me (laughs) tell me what have you experienced I would spend my life savings Ah, no 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 (laughs) any way that I can get some sort of something that Anna's still here I'll take it yeah lie to me I'll take it oh my god (laughs) I'll take it So what kind of messages have you heard? Yeah. Any mediums you recommend? So out here. Well, you guys know the show. It was the Jennifer Love Hewitt show. I do remember. There was something with her, huh? Like the Ghost Whisperer? Oh, yes. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we have a medium who lives out here who was the the idea of the show. She was based on. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh Now she's Googling it. No, no, no. I'm going to write it down so that I have it. (laughs) So her name is Maureen Hancock. I think I have read about her. And she's absolutely amazing. And she works with kids before they pass. Oh. And so she also will see bereaved parents. So we lost Anna in October. In December, Emily, Dan, and I went to her house to meet with her. Will would have no part of it. Will, you said? Will had no part in it? (laughs) Wouldn't go. Refused. (laughs) Refused. So Dan and Emily and I went, and it was crazy because while we're on the cruise, remember the cruise before she was diagnosed? Yes. The whole time, Anna would keep saying, I'm your favorite for my husband. You know, I'm the favorite. I'm your favorite child. You know, I'm the favorite. <laughs> Swear to God, we walk in the door. Maureen Hancock grabs my husband's arms. Mind you, he was very skeptical, and he only decided to go at the last minute. It was just going to be me and Emily. Um, <laughs> grabs my husband's arm and goes, I'm your favorite. Like, Oh, the same. no. No. That put, oh, my gosh. I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The same motion of the head. The same infliction in her voice. This wow. Amazing thing. Wow. I'm in shock. And, <laughs> and she said a bunch of stuff, but strangely enough, Emily had said, you know what's really weird is that I think about Anna when I'm in math class. I just look out the window and I think about Anna. And so Maureen Hancock's talking about something because she's, she's a comedian. She's really funny while she's doing this. And she, she talks a mile a minute. And all of a sudden she stops and she looks at Emily. She's like, how's math? Oh, I can't make it up. I mean, no, right. There's yeah. certain things that you yeah. go, they can't, they can't, they can't just pull this out of a hat. They just can't. This and I'm sure she didn't tell anybody that for no her to know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, she, I, she doesn't know me. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't know that Emily and I had this conversation about math class. Right. right. You know, nothing you posted, nothing, nothing. Just all of a sudden these details come up and you go, wait, what? (laughs) Now, I know I say I don't really care to talk about religion and much, but does mediums conflict with any religious belief you may have grown up with or that you have? 
So that's interesting. Uh, my beliefs? No, not really. After Anna, I don't know what I believe. Yeah. To be quite honest. Yeah. I refuse to believe that that was it. It's like, I can't say goodbye. So yeah. I refuse to believe that that was our final day together. Yeah. But outside of that, I do have a friend who believes that it's all, you know, black magic and, oh. <laughs> you know, that we're going to have, you know, bad spirits coming through and, yeah, that's my son. I, and my, my husband, I think, feels like a... <laughs> but I've never had anything but a positive yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. And there was one that I went to that I walked in the door. My friend and I went and we walked in the door and she looked at me. She's like, oh, my God, thank God you're here. I've had this teenage girl bopping around all day. She kept coming into all my sessions. And I know it's for you. Come in, sit down. I'm so glad you're here. In <laughs> I don't know how she would, would know. So was this a private me. private session or was it a group? We haven't been to a private one yet. We've, I, why oh, though? I, it's because it's fucking expensive. <laughs> no, because I had booked it one is. and something happened. I can't remember what happened. Oh, something happened. I, don't I think know. your sister was like, Nah. No, yeah. And then at the very end, she goes, do you still have it? Because uh, I'm like, I already canceled that. I thing. know, I know. But yeah. it is expensive to do those private readings. And but I like think- she said, I would pay anything. Oh, <laughs> I just want to hear from her. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, if your sister's there, you're there. I'm there for sure. We're going to hear <laughs> Right? Because that's well, what we're there when for. When you do the private ones, yeah. you're almost, it's almost a guarantee. Of course you're guarantee. Have, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you do the, the halls and stuff, you know, there's a lot of people trying to make their way through if you believe in that stuff. Of course. Yeah. Um, but the private ones, I'm telling you, she was like, oh my God, thank God you're here. And yeah. she was talking, like Anne was always upbeat and happy. And she was like, <laughs> so. And she, and there's, there's absolutely no way that Anna was not in that room with us. There's just oh. No so what did she tell you? So That's... interesting enough, she said she sees her name on the sign. She sees her name on something. She sees her name, you know, on a bumper sticker or she sees her name. Whatever you're doing in her name, she's really excited about it, which we have a nonprofit in her name. So <laughs> it, it is a bumper sticker. That would make sense that she sees it on yeah, a bumper right? sticker. Yeah. Oh, one thing. Sorry, they all kind of run together because I've been to so many. I right. Um, <laughs> my son had recently started running as a new hobby. And Anna had been a, she had run a runner, she ran a track. So the medium said to me, oh, your son runs. And, and Will had just told me like two days before, oh, yeah, I'm going to run a half marathon. I started training. Wow. And she said, that's when, that's her, that's Anna's time to be with Will is when he's running. That's the only time he'll let himself <gasps> think about her. Oh, my oh, gosh. That's oh my gosh. You know that. Yeah. And I guess a lot of people run. That could have been a great guess. But. Yeah, some things. On. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. Again, we, we're not encouraging life savings to each their own, but. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, I've been to some that aren't so good where I felt like she was, I mean, I had someone here and I felt like she was looking at the pictures going, oh, you have three kids. You oh, know? Like, yeah. Right. You yeah. can see it. Yeah. 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 my money back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've done a couple of, well, I've done a couple of phone readings, so there's no way that they could have seen anything. And yeah, one of them was back east, though, actually. I think she's from Cape Cod. Yeah, she was, I think, one of the first ones you went to, and that mm-hmm. one was pretty, you said was pretty good. I we like started her. connecting to things that she had said after.
afterwards. Yeah. Uh, because in the middle of it, it almost doesn't make sense. And then you kind of go, what did she mean by that? And then something pops up. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably what she meant. But it might also be us fitting the bill, right? Making well, us putting the according things to together. Steve, we're putting, yeah. yeah, we're just making it fit. But yeah, no, there's some things right. that you just That's can't. incredible. Yeah. I love, I love to okay. hear that. You know what happened once? I told, I think about putting it together later when my friend and I went to the, that uh, private one, she said something happened with the phone and that was really Anna. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, did she call you? Did she? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then a couple of days later, I was walking the dog that I now have to take care of <laughs> and, and, and pick up poop uh-huh. and sweep the shed. Right. <laughs> Way back when, probably about a month after we lost Anna, our home phone rang and I answered it and it said our house phone number on it. Like the caller ID said the house phone number. That's and weird. Uh huh. And, and a voice said, mom. <gasps> mom. Stop. Stop. Like, was Hello? it, was it Anna's voice? So it did say, well, at the time I was like, what? I was just so shocked. And so then fast forward to this medium and she says on the phone, it was Anna. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm speechless. Now oh I totally forgot that that had happened, but after hearing the medium, I'm like, oh my God, that had to be what she meant. And I wish I had recalled it at the time so we could have discussed it in greater detail. Right. So yeah. that's funny. That's funny because there are things like afterwards, I think the first one that I went to over the phone, she also said, you've had like lights flicker or something. And I'm like, no. But when I <laughs> talked to Jess, she said, yeah, the yeah. light in my closet is flickering and uh-huh. didn't do that before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But it also makes me think of when Jess had told the story about the birds outside of her window yeah. and how the birds the way they made their sound that day, it was the baby saying, mommy, mommy, mommy. And she heard her daughter's voice. Yeah, like, that was and weird. Look, people are going to think we're crazy. You're not crazy. I firmly believe that that was Anna. Like, that is so cool. Yes. I can't even. Uh. So for me, it's just a evidence that there is life after death. Mm-hmm. And it it just helps me personally to think I am going to see her again. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. She's not in pain because you hear or you have like this evidence that to support okay. that. Yeah. 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 100%. It's so crazy. Like I, I, fix anything, I don't know what to say right. right now because I'm just like in shock. Yes. It's, holy cow. I guess like I'm almost shaking. Like I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that's so cool. It is. It's very cool to get that evidence <laughs> that they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we believe you, even if nobody else does. We be- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think my, my family thought I was a little crazy. I'm telling you. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. crazy with us. I can tell you. That's awesome. Is there anything else that sort of stood out? For you from some of the things we said, did anybody say anything to you stupid or what did they say that you appreciated through the loss of Anna? You know, what really bothered me, not at first, but then my husband said it. I'm like, yeah, I guess that is, that is troublesome when everybody would say, well, you know what? She's in a better place. <sighs> oh, have you been there? How yeah. You know? Right. Uh-huh. 
she was pretty low tier. So I right. don't know. Until he pointed out, I, I didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is really annoying. <laughs> it is. It. it is. It's just like when they, they say, well. God's plan. God's plan. Or God wanted her. Or, More than. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the exact words. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, what are you talking about? That baby yeah. doesn't want to be away from her family. Yeah. And like you said, how do we know it's a better place? Right. How do we know? It might just be a different place. How do we know it's better? Still, yeah. sometimes it feels okay to hear that. Sometimes it gives Shut me a little up. bit of peace to think that. But other times it's like, stop, stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> exactly. Someone told Emily once, I think it was at the wake, she told me. She didn't come into soul after. Someone told her she had to be strong mm. for me. And I didn't know this until recently, but apparently that's why she never showed any emotion or oh, gosh. would get upset because all this time she was trying to I'm like, whoever said that was a fool you don't have to be strong it's my job to be strong for you, mm. you don't have to be yes strong. you're not supposed to be supporting me That's the pressure yeah. yeah a lot of pressure to put on a little kid yeah going through their own trauma right yeah. wow it's just yeah. really people don't know what to say yeah it's, it's very difficult i don't even know what there is to say even now okay. with, yeah. you know, my coworker that had passed away and I'm sitting there with his wife, meeting his wife for the first time. And I just said, I'm just so sorry for your loss. I was going to say something stupid. And then I was like, just shut up. Just, just don't say anything. Yeah. It's, it's going to be worse than what you're trying to yeah. say. <sighs> it's so true. You don't, you don't know what to say. And I, I really feel like it's okay to say that. My, my niece just recently lost a baby oh. to preemie when I was talking to her on the phone. And I said, you know, people are really going to say stupid things to you because they don't know what to say. And I don't know what to say to you. And, you know, and that's okay. You can tell people they don't have to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just them being there and, and, you know, letting you know they're stupid. They don't have to speak. And you, yeah. it's okay for you to say that. You can say, stop talking. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what to say. And I feel like people ramble. When yes, they're yes. Right? They just keep, they try to fill it. And then that's when the stupid stuff starts coming out. Yep. Yes. I do that constantly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's some things too, like that people say that it's supposed to be beneficial and maybe at the time it's not, but later on, sometimes it is. Sometimes it does make a difference, but not yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So one of the other big things that we've covered on our podcast is sort of how relationships have been affected. What does that look like for you? What's your experience with it? You mean my husband and my relationship or my all of them really family we, we heard with mm-hmm. Will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we both tried to be strong for the kids. I mean, that was our, our, our both of our goals. And you know, I I feel like I'm very fortunate in the regard that uh, my husband wasn't needy. You know, I hear stories about spouses or significant others who feel left out because mm-hmm. they're spending so much time caring for their and they can't they can't cope with the neglect or whatever other selfishness comes with that. And we were both very fortunate that both of our focus was on the kids and making mm-hmm. sure that the kids were, I mean, we're grownups. We'll, we'll deal with whatever we have to deal with when the time comes, but the focus was on the kids. And I'm, you know, I'm grateful for that because I've heard some, some horror stories. So we were both focused on the kids and, you know, my relationship with Will has drastically improved. Now that Good. He's, Perfect actual adult and i think he blamed me for a long time for not Mm -hmm. being able to yes i feel i feel like that's a part of it control the outcome because Mm -hmm. i'm a mother and that's my job right to make things better i told him 
she was going to get better in the beginning. Yeah. And that wasn't true. And uh, he helped me with that for a long time. But, you know, he's 22 now. He's a lot more mature. He's, he's an adult at this point. And he realizes now that obviously I would have done whatever I could to make sure that she was right. okay. I think he's still annoyed that I was concerned <laughs> about him when he was in high school. Sure. Um, but I think he understands it more now. And my relationship with my, my daughter, she and I are close. And, uh, yeah, I think I was fortunate in the, in that regard that everybody was pretty much on board with what needed to be done. Good. And what do you do to honor your loved one? What have you done to honor your loved one? How do you stay connected? I mentioned before that children's is, is fabulous. And uh, they have a lot of programs. You know, they have Friday night pizza night and they have Wednesday night pasta night and they have, you know, Subway Tuesdays and you know, those little things. Saturday pillowcase making. I mean, just little things that help you when you're in there for five months. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, it is. And you know, looking forward to Friday night pizza night sounds pretty silly. They have Sundays on Sunday where you make your own Sunday. All oh. those little things help you get through. Yes. You know? Anna was a foodie. She mm-hmm. liked to eat. wasn't anything that she wouldn't eat. And the only thing, they didn't have a Chinese food night. So we hooked up with, we started a nonprofit called Anna's Pals in honor of her and obviously her friends, the Pals, mm. Helped us all get through, you know, them and their families and all that stuff. And through the organization, we deliver Chinese food now once a month to her floor so that everybody can, you know, all the families can partake in Chinese food. Oh, how nice is that? That's awesome. Uh We do deliveries of child-friendly sheets and toys and games and other bedside distractions. Candy, because one thing that kids will eat, even though they can't eat anything else, is candy. Uh-huh. Um, and so one time the parents don't care that the kids are eating candy. So uh, we deliver lots of candy. And one thing we did really notice is, while well, I mentioned before, when Anna was going through transplant, is not having her friends around. That mm-hmm. was a really isolating time for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she came home after transplant, she couldn't go anywhere except for home and the hospital visits because of her immune system. Um, her friends come over, but they had to go outside mm-hmm. and blood in the house. Mm-hmm. And again, we're fortunate where we live in a city where, you know, kids can come and go. There's public transportation. And we have a house with a backyard, so the kids go in the backyard. And sadly, there are kids who live in rural areas that there's no public transportation. There are kids that live in apartment buildings there that they can't go sit in the backyard because there's no backyard to right. sit in. Right. So what we have done with our foundation is we have a plan to build each cottage is better safe for immunocompromised kids. So it would be a a complex of like five cottages where they would be built with mold and mildew resistant materials and filtration systems and be safe for these kids to go. And then their friends could come for the day. Oh my gosh. Stay outside near the water. And the whole idea of having five is so that the kids would be sitting there playing and there'd be other kids that look like them be on a beach with lots of healthy kids running around you'd be on a little private beach with kids who look just like you so you don't have to feel awkward or left out maybe another kid in a wheelchair like you they'd all be wheelchair accessible you know just giving the adults the opportunity to talk to other adults who are going through yes. very similar situations. Mm-hmm. 
think that that's so important to have someone. And your friends and family are great. They truly are, but they don't know. Yeah, right. They don't know how hard it is to be in the hospital for six months straight. They don't know how hard it is to have your child at home and not able to go anywhere. The closest thing that I can compare it to is during COVID when mm-hmm. we were all mm-hmm. in lockdown. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the difference is these guys are in lockdown and the world goes on around them. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. We were in lockdown worldwide. Right. I mean, these guys are in lockdown and their friends are going on play dates and their friends yeah. are going to the mall and their friends are going to school. These guys are in lockdown and they're not going anywhere. It sounds like a dream. Is this already in existence? Tell us more about it. How do how can folks support? So it does not exist. We have really upped it since since COVID. But I feel like now we have something that we can use to to really explain to people because it's so hard for them to comprehend if you've never experienced it. Uh, my own family doesn't really know because they weren't here. They didn't live it. You know what I mean? They they heard about it and they saw us from time to time, but they didn't right. live it. Yeah. So I feel like now with COVID, we have something that we could use to to impress upon people the importance of getting out. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it does not exist. We are we are here in Boston, so we're looking hopefully to do it within an hour of Boston Children's Hospital. So we're looking for property. The, the thing is, it has to be on the ocean because the ocean is self cleaning. It can't be on a lake or a pond. Yes. Which you know, really ups the price tag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, the the end of a river that's on, that comes and goes with the tide would be fine. It doesn't have to be on a big fancy beach. Just a little tiny beach where, you know, a couple of kids can sit and dig in the sand. They can't really swim probably because of the ports. Right. But just to be able to be outside, a little wheelchair accessible playground, mm-hmm. just a place for them to play with other kids that are similar to them, have their own friends and family come for the day, be outside, have a nice place, a nice area outside that everybody can gather. And, you know, maybe a, a three-sided rec hall, you know, with screens on three sides so mm-hmm. that we could have some, you know, maybe a half basketball court and some video games or something like that so the kids can just be kids. Yeah. Because they really, they lose so much. Absolutely. this experience. So we have a website, annaspals.org, and there's a link to the Beach House Project on the website. Beautiful. Uh, we'll make sure to post that info. I mean, really, it would just be... A blessing to these families. And yeah. Anna, I told you that was she was trying to get to the beach. That would have been everything for her to have yeah. that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to hear how this progresses, and we will for sure stay connected to make sure we help you know spread the word about this project because there are so many families affected by childhood cancer, and if folks in the Boston area could take advantage of this and, you know, make a difference for these kids, we will 100% support it. So whatever we can do to get the word out, we will do and help you. But what's the current state? Yeah, we, we need a lot of money. Okay. So if, if, well, ideally the property would be donated. Okay. And then we could move forward. We have, we have money right now that we could build something. We just don't have the money to buy something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, the land is crucial. Like I said, ideally we'd have a donation of a couple acres with the little window to the water so the kids can just get some fresh air and and be able to enjoy yeah a private beach would be ideal for these kids but if it's not feasible and i have to make some concessions then i you know a walk to the beach or you know a a wheelchair ride to the beach but close i don't want everybody to have to get in the car because that might lose that right yes exactly camaraderie that you get you know with that that small setting but you know 
we'll take what we can get and we'll we'll be happy being able to provide these families with something but i just think it, it's so important and i know we would have so appreciated that uh, yep. if we yes. can make a difference for another family then we would like to do that and you know if it's successful which it will be once we get going you know we could do this in other beaches around the country giving other people the opportunity to do that i mean there are so many landlocked states that they would don't have this opportunity but if they can get in the car and drive to our beach house you know they could have that time away and and have the kids have the opportunity to get out and and do that so hopefully you know this will be a pilot for many many other love it yes cottages to come yes i mean when we were going through the baby's cancer journey i think it was an absolute blessing that we happened to live by the beach and she would come all the time even her, one of the wishes she had was just to come hang out with us at the beach. I know how much joy it gives these kids just to be out of the hospital, but also in such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just excited to see this project grow and to help these families because the kids want nothing more than to just be normal, right? And to just get out and experience normal every day. Yes. But to add on a beach on top of that, uh that would be amazing. It, yes. Yes. Oh, but the, for everybody, I mean, how, how calm are you? Exactly. You know, you yeah. Sound, absolutely. Soothing. It just, it washes your worries away. From yes, them. it does. I mean, You're if absolutely I can take right. a minute of worry away from these families, then that is money well spent. Love yes. it. There, there, there's just so much to that. And to have these kids be with other kids that look like them out of the hospital, I think it's like, if we learn nothing from this year, it's that representation is everything. Yes. Right. And yes. that's been the focus of the media all year long. And it's such a fact. Yeah. And these kids need to see other kids that look at them so, so they can feel normal. Absolutely. And they feel really not weird. Absolutely. You know, and that's just so important. I love that. And what an honor it is to it. do it in Anna's name. And we are excited again to see it come to fruition so we'll post all the information i can out there about your project and get it out there but we're starting to wrap up all of our questions i only have a few more one of them being you know knowing what you know today about the cancer journey about your grief motivation if you can go back and talk to yourself you know six and a half years ago about what was in store what would you say it's a great question i would say that you were right listen to the doctor not google anything because it's very important to do what your doctor says because every case is different mm-hmm. every case is different and i would say to just enjoy every single minute with the ones you love every single second because you just don't know what tomorrow brings absolutely looking back would you do anything differently you know i would have started this project with anna present mm. it would have been all about this had i known that you know, we were going to take a path down the transplant road and and how isolating that would have been for her. I would have done this earlier, so hopefully she would have the opportunity to, if she couldn't participate or, or take advantage of it, at least being able to participate in the planning of it. Mm-hmm. She would have been, you know, that would have given, that would have given her a mission. She would have been all about that. Amazing. Well, the last question I have is, if there's anything else you'd like to share with the world about your journey, about your project, anything else we didn't cover today that you'd like to either offer as words of wisdom to other families, anything like that you want you want to share, the floor is yours. No, I mean the the only thing that I can ever tell someone is that you're stronger than you know. Mm. 
and it's amazing where you find your strength. And and I'd like to say that they're in a better place, but I'm not going to say that. And I'd like to say that, you know, it's some kind of plan, but I don't agree with that either. And, and I would just say that, you know, life sucks and somehow you're strong and you'll make it through. You have no option. You have to carry on for whoever and love for them because they would want you to be the best you can be. I love that. I could tell you that when we were going through all that, we had a lot of people that would tell Jess, the mom, right? My daughter, how strong she is. And her response was always, I don't have a choice. The pressure. <laughs> but what else are you going to do? You're the mom. You yeah. got it. You have to. Yeah, you have to. We did use to smuggle wine into the room. <laughs> you smuggle wine, we smuggle puppies. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's too funny. Well, Chris. Whatever gets you through. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Whatever gets you through. Well, it has been absolute pleasure meeting you, getting to know you, learning about Anna, learning about the family, and all you guys have done in her name, in her honor. We are so incredibly sorry for your loss and we hope we stay connected to you and, you know, continue with this project and help support you in any way we can. But thank you so much for sharing your journey, sharing your grief, sharing that vulnerability with the world. I know your story is going to make an impact on others out there. I have no doubt. So I can't thank you enough for your time, for your effort, for your just honesty and all of this. And we look forward to hearing about Anna's project and yes. seeing how that comes mm-hmm. together. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We couldn't do this project really without you. So I guess we'll just sign off and continue our grief journey on the next one. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Hey, cool kid. Love you.